At the time I was 14 years old, I picked up a camcorder um, and I made a Doctor Who fan film. And uh, that's sort of like my first foray into making any kind of content. I mean, I know it's not really content as we sort of see it now, but back then it, that was my learning curve, really. That's how I learned how to, how to construct videos and tell stories. So someone said to me, you know what? You need to write a script. So I've, off my eight-year-old self goes, and I write my first ever script, 45 pages, which is basically just copying the majority of Harry Potter 1 um, into like a play script. And uh, and then, yeah, and then I thought, right, I'll make that film. Anyways, long story short, I never made that film. Um, but I did sort of get very infatuated with the idea of making a film. And by the time I was 14 years old, I picked up a camcorder um, and I made a Doctor Who fan film. And uh, that's sort of like my first foray into making any kind of content. I mean, I know it's not really content as we sort of see it now, but back then it, that was my learning curve, really. That's how I learned how to, how to construct videos and tell stories growing ever since you know and then and then at the start of the year i realized i wanted to make a um i wanted to make a youtube channel and i, I to be honest that journey's still going right now but one of the things that i did know is i knew my friend sam woodhall was doing very well um very that's well. a name that uh, many people may be familiar with sam woodhall he's in many of harris heller's videos he's uh if he's a uh, guy who offers like streaming advice but a lot of it's actually quite practical stuff like how to actually create new layouts and stuff and how to improve your setup as opposed to like crazy numbers and, and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, continue. Um, yeah, me and Sam have been friends since um, me and Sam have been friends since since ages ago. Like when I started doing Doctor Who videos, that's how I met Sam. I met Sam on, on the Internet. We both made our own sort of Doctor Who related videos. And then like we met up and we started to get to know each other. Um, and like, you know, we started streaming around the same time. And then I, I stopped streaming to focus on my masters and i come back and i'm like sam i leave you for five minutes dude and you've got like 50 viewers what's going on <laughs> um like you know it was it was some insane growth and he was doing some awesome stuff and like he was really inspiring me and i thought you know what i'm gonna make a youtube video a youtube channel and like his youtube channel was highly inspiring what i wanted to do but i realized when i was making this youtube channel i thought you know like harris does some really great videos about twitch and I don't actually know that much about Twitch in terms of like growth, in terms of um, in terms of like technicalities. If you come on my stream, you're going to be like, oh, he's got a PlayStation 4. Wow, that's really, really good. Uh, <laughs> because I'm, I'm, yet to, I'm yet to evolve into the world of PC, apparently. And that's another story in itself. But um, but I thought, well, I, like I understand the mentality behind creativity because there is there's a, there's a level of of, of uh, mentality behind creativity i think we all go through these horrible moments where we like feel like we we're not good enough and the content that we're creating isn't any good and i thought i'd make some videos to do with that and then like me and my friend jacob who you'll see in a lot of the videos the guy who, who does the um is that the guy who dressed up as doc brown uh, yes we call him low budget doc brown in that yeah uh, <laughs> yes he's uh, he's one of he's uh, he's, uh, he's he's one of my like we work very very closely together we've been working together for about seven or eight years and nice. i wanted to get him in in a few sort of comedy skits that we were doing and I thought, you know what, if I could tie in some comedy skits that we do with teaching uh, the mentality behind creativity, um, then I, I wanted to see what I could come up with. So that's what kind of inspired the videos that, we've, that have come out this year. Um, and I'm still sort of I'm still figuring out what to do next with that channel at the minute. I'm, I'm going to be making some more videos coming soon, uh, partially to do with my own interests, but also partially to do with how I take my own interests um, and turn them into content because I don't want to lose the aspect of teaching people because I think that's really important. You know, people who want to learn because there are people out there that want to learn. 
Um, have, you and... heard of, have you ever heard of a guy called Thomas Sanders? I don't think I have, no. Uh, he's a guy on YouTube. He was big on Vine for years, and he actually did something very similar to that. He's got multiple... Per- he's actually got this kind of multiple personality things going on where okay. they're like different aspects of who he is trying to like figure out stuff. And it's all like life lessons and stuff turned into a script. Very much the same as... Sorry, this this dance is getting me. Uh, it's very much that kind of idea where you're trying to like teach something through the dialogue you're having while also having a bit of fun and yeah. silliness. And when Sep, like I've heard so many people online like want to do something, want to create something, and people mm-hmm. are like, oh, check out my content, check out my content. And then when Sep was like, you should check out this guy's content, and I was like, oh, it's just gonna be another guy on your on YouTube, just making mm-hmm. whatever and even despite not having like extravagant equipment and stuff yeah you just you clearly from the fact you started doing this kind of stuff when you were like 14 uh trying yeah. to re- recreate the whole of harry potter not a big deal uh yeah you clearly yeah. have a passion for this that's just beyond what you normally what 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 most people would normally to, like attempt and that shows in the quality of the work. And I think that's really what's going to help your stuff elevate it as you go forward. I, um, just, I was got, I got involved with a group of uh, filmmakers a long time ago, back in 2009. And I was, I was guesting on a show. Uh, well, I was not guest, I was actually a main character on this show. It was a show called Time Agent. Now, um, Time Agent back in the day in the Doctor Who sphere was quite original because it had its own sort of spin-off. It was like a fan spin-off of uh, Doctor Who. It's still out there. Uh, and they're still making more now, actually. But um, as part of that, my friend Jamie, he um, he taught me that, like, no matter what the restrictions, you can find a way to make the thing that you want to make. Like, I don't have a DeLorean, but I, I went and found a way of making that work. Like, I knew that the thing I was doing wasn't exactly like... I, I like to play on the fact that it's not the best-looking thing in the world because I think, you know... Uh, we people we, we can we can create some good stuff we don't need amazing equipment you know i mean I, I know me, a lot of that, that will come with time as you get more popular and people start like really gravitating towards the stuff you just naturally start getting better and better equipment and then, and then you look back at your stuff in two years and you're like i can't wait for the fall of al's channel when he gets overly dependent on cgi it's going to yeah. be amazing I'll just appear as a CGI character. Yeah, yeah we just need to create a CGI Alan, and he'll just do everything. Freaking. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, and um, but yeah, no, I think it's uh, in terms of like my stream. I when I started doing the stream again, I started to take it seriously at the start of this year because uh, I did. My, I was doing a masters in writing last year, and and I wanted to focus all my time on that because um, my first foray into streaming wasn't like I didn't want to become professional in any way. Uh, but went, since I've come back, uh, I was meant to be getting a PC this year and I had some money set aside for it. And uh, just as I was about to, literally the week I was going, out, just going and just splurge the money, get get the, the, the laptop, uh, the, not the laptop, so the, 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 the PC, the very nice PC, which would allow me to play games beyond the PlayStation. Uh, I uh, That COVID-19 obviously caused us to go down to, into lockdown and I and my oh finances. Yeah. So I had to make the decision to like, you know, I'll have to forego this and wait until this clears before I can really settle down. But I'm, I'm very lucky because I've, I've managed to uh, get a, a great uh, community together. There's a lot of lovely people that come by and chill with me. I feel very humbled that they do. And, uh, you know, being on a PlayStation, 
I think when I started out just doing it on a PlayStation, I um, particularly like, you know, having met a lot of these people, having guested on Sam's stream, when they came to look at my stream, I was like, okay, yeah, this is me. Got <laughs> no, a PlayStation. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. no, I can, can I yeah, just I, say, though, can I just say, like, I, I checked out your channel because you came in at the tail end of Sam's 24-hour stream just to, like, bother him awake. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, and okay. I, che I checked out your stream because of it. Uh, and I mean, I I, I just uh, I, I stayed for the good uh, for the good content, honestly, because like I, I I say this every time I shout you out. I think Alan on, over on my channel, but mm -hmm. every time I shout you out, I, I say he he is literally streaming from a PlayStation. And God have mercy on the rest of us when he finally gets some when he good, finally good gets equipment. Actual, actual equipment. I know a uh, good website that delivers PCs, so I might have to send that to you later. Oh, uh, absolutely. And then, then, then the rise of Rafferty can finally begin. Oh, I like that rise. I like oh, that yeah. rise. See? <laughs> 5% of all the royalties. Sorry. Uh, you, you, Dang. You cannot use that one without my permission. Uh, it's going to take over, steal all our viewers. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited to see it happen. I'm not even joking. Like when you, I can definitely see this stuff like just elevating and elevating over the years because that's how it goes. I remember when I was streaming like a year ago, I don't know if Sep even remembers that long ago. I didn't have any lighting. I had no energy, no real charisma. Trust me, this is the charismatic Michael. It, Michael a year ago was just like, hello guys, how are you doing? And it's just, it, it's something you learn over time. And yeah. you've clearly yeah. already gotten to that point where you know your craft to... Yeah, to... I mean, spent a lot of time on that. I mean, uh, in terms of the craft, yeah, in terms of um, getting to know people as well, like I went through a very obsessive phase where I would read books and books on psychology and books and books on people because I certainly th there was a time when I just didn't fit in and I you know I, I mean I, I would still say I'm a bit strange and a bit, a bit of an oddball bit of a you know you know I'm quite quiet if you meet me in person and but you know if you get to know me all of a sudden I can't shut you can't shut me up it's just uh man after insane. my own heart let's shake on that one well, I'll take that <laughs> yeah. social um, distancing guys <laughs> oh, so, sorry, sorry, Michael. <laughs> you, you, you did mention you did mention now that you're talking about like about how you didn't fit in and uh, being quiet and stuff. You mentioned something about anxiety, uh, yeah, and something that happened to you uh, a couple of years a couple of years ago. I feel yeah. like this would be a good point to segue towards that. Can you tell Absolutely. us about that a little and how yeah. like it's, it has impacted you over the years, including your own content creation? Absolutely. I think um, with with in return in in terms of uh, anxiety, it's something I've suffered with for, for 10 years now, because uh, back in 2009. Um, well, to be honest, the main story is that I, I had a very uh, my upbringing. My mom and dad struggled to have a child for 17 years. By the time they had me, uh, I was like this precious bundle that they never wanted to let see the evil, horrible world. Um, and I saw so yeah. I had this upbringing where they were very like close to me and they were very sort of like they were very uh th they looked after me very well but uh in the end I, I was very scared of the outside world and and by the time i was starting to just get together and start going out by myself uh i got mugged at knife point and it sort of confirmed all my fears of the world and and uh, so what happened then was i started to suffer very badly from from anxiety and um I was unable to leave the house i was unable to eat i think i went for an entire year of not being able to eat anything because I developed a really strange phobia of, of, um, of throwing up. 
but I don't. I, I still don't know the the correlation between being mugged at knife point and that. Was but, it, uh, it I really, can imagine it, like when when that happened, there was probably like that feeling in the pit of your stomach, like oh shit, this is really bad, and like, throwing up is a common reaction to that. That's about the only correlation mm-hmm. I can imagine. You, Absolutely, you, you're probably connecting the two. Fe- I'm not a psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you're probably no, it was, connecting it was a the familiarity of that feeling. To yeah, what? it was it was a strange time, and and it it led to this really like because I was in sixth form at the time. Sixth form for anyone who's not in in the UK, it's like the next stage after after high school. Is it? It's like the next stage when it was about. 16 17 18 that that age uh group we're doing a levels mm-hmm. um and like i really got in the way because i was big into performance as i've said but it also made me suffer from stage fright so i went on um and i actually ran off stage there was like one performance where i went on and i realized i could no longer act anymore and it was like a really heartbreaking time because i, I grew up since, since i was five years old going to like acting classes and expressing myself in that way so finding out that i couldn't act anymore uh, I mean, this also fueled my filmmaking because I knew that I couldn't go on stage, but I could still be in films. Uh, that's changed now, by the way. I, I did actually do my first Shakespeare play last year, so that's I have changed that. Shakespeare, uh, woo! <laughs> Shakespeare, I, I woo! Totally indeed. approve. Yeah. Playing everyone's least favorite villain, Don John. I was like, great. No one likes me. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> hey, if nobody, if 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 everybody can't love you, it's better that everybody hates you. Uh. Hey, it was fun. It was fun. I did You'll enjoy it. You'll be memorable. It was a small enough part for me to be able to, like, you know, process it. But it was also a big enough part for me to be able to, you know, sink my teeth into it. So it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to the back to where I was. I remember going to counselling for the first time and having like, well, I believe this 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 moment in my life, I think, really shapes where where I went in the future in terms of both content creation and the person I am today. Uh, I I sat in this waiting room and in my head, I thought. Is this it? Am I broken forever? Is this? Am I never going to be normal ever again? Am I always going to have to suffer? And and it actually really does make me already just thinking about that really breaks my heart. The idea that this seventeen-year-old me was going through that, and I I want any other person that's going through that right now. My content is all about saying to that person, No, you're not alone. It's okay. No, you're not broken. You're going for a process, and you'll Absolutely. keep going. Absolutely. Like it. I feel like. Especially at that age, that's something that a lot of people in, in in different ways, obviously. But you, there's a lot of figuring out at that age, and especially something that traumatic. I like I personally can't even imagine what that must have felt like. But um, yeah, it's and, and, it, it's figuring out is part of the process. That's how you get to the point where you are okay, where you will feel better. And clearly, you have no problems acting now. Uh, <laughs> no, and now it, it, over time, it's uh, what sort of happened was I, I got sort of, well, I got I, I got very into this concept called the law of attraction. You may you may have heard of it. It's, I it's have, quite yeah. a one. Um, and it was the secret. My my cousin gifted me a DVD of a film called The Secret, which was all about that. It was all of for anyone who doesn't know what the law of attraction is. It's it's the theory that thoughts attract things. Um, whether it's really the uh, the quantum theory that they they make it out to be, I don't know. But I know that for me. Uh, I realized that as I started to change my mindset, certain changes started to happen uh, within my life. The way that I focused on things changed how I I went about things. And I started to research into that. And the more I researched into that, the more comfortable I felt with my mindset. It was starting to change and change. And I got to a point where 
Um, when I met my friend Jacob, um, I met him, the guy I've already mentioned, uh, Jacob. Um, thank you, Maggie Laughs. I will preach. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so basically, um, when I met Jacob, I saw, I went in and he went to a, a drama group I used to go to. I'd, I'd gone to it, but I'd stopped going to it because of the stage fright. And I went in and I saw him um, and he was acting and he was being funny and crazy and annoying. And I, I, I looked at him and I thought, you bastard, I hate you. Like, you're a disgusting, <laughs> you know, you, you, you are doing everything that I did a year or two ago. You were, you're the part of this group that I was and I missed that very much so which is really funny actually because i always tell him uh how much that that really inspired me obviously i joke about saying my, that my hatred of you inspired me absolutely his his, <laughs> his the way he acted was it was just like me and i was like oh my god and he loved jim carrey i was a big fan of jim carrey and then finally i went back to the group i was like no i'm going back to the group i'm going to just ignore the sort of fear and i said you know like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna meet him and when i met him when i when we started to do work together um well, we're now writing a uh, we're writing a pilot for a TV show together in which we we will act in uh, together. Really? Uh, we, we've we yeah we're doing a, a comedy pilot show, uh, which is again like again it has a very it's strange because it has a very serious theme attached to it. I mean, Seth, you know what happened with me and Jacob's friend at the start of the year. I mean, I would like to if if I'm going to talk about this, I believe that it's going to have to be a trigger warning. However, because it's quite a serious one, we uh, are totally okay. Is it something you're allowed to talk about? I'm fine to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like we're okay with talking about serious subjects. This is not a sh yeah. show for kids. It's like no, no, but it's just a trigger warning in case people yeah. aren't. Basically, it, it, the, the seats, jobs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If that's something that makes you uncomfortable, folks, please consider muting for Absolutely. a few minutes. Um. But yeah. But basically, you know, the thing that we're writing right now, me and Jake have been working on it for. Since 2014, we created a comedy series, which you'll find on IMDb if you ever figure out what the name is. Uh, <laughs> but I won't release the name because it's got a very uh, awkward picture attached to it. Uh, but yeah, either way, um, it's a thing we were working on um, and we was developing it over time and we've been doing it since then. We've done various things. We did a web series of it. We did two web series of it. And then we did a, um, and then we did a short film in 2018 um and we've been trying to get it to like to tv standard for a long time and it's it's hard because we had a certain thing that we were relying on in terms of story um and we were trying um we we're trying very hard to like um to fit that in and one of the, the co-creators well co-writers of it uh unfortunately uh, last year took his own life and uh, oh, what happened as a result was because we're creatives we re responded to that it was actually jacob's best friend very very sad moment um I still can't quite believe it, but it's um, but we it kind of like lit a fire under our ass, and we went, no, you know what? We're gonna tell this story, and we're gonna tell this story for for Joe, um, which is his name, Joe Joseph Duncan. He, you know, and and we we wanted to tell that story. So right now, me and Jacob are currently working on that in his name, um, as well as obviously that we we always wanted to do it. It's just he made it. Such, it was always a comedy, and then. Joe made it a dramedy, which is obviously adding the drama in. Which is even better. Probably... It's it's more like that. That's what gives the best comedies. I think their strongest weight. Like going back to Jim Carrey, Truman Show is probably mm. one of my favorite uh, things that he's ever made, and it's it's a very serious film under all the like crazy shenanigans. Yeah, exactly, and and um, and we want to tell that story now. We want to raise awareness for for people who are like that. Like the the thing about Joe is that he. 
he was a very funny person. He's a lovely, lovely person. I just want to quickly say thank you, uh, Apple Apsis Gaming, for popping by to, to watch the, the stream. He's one of the people who pops into my um, streams every now and again, but he's, he's off, so uh, thank you. Uh, but yes, so um, so Joe was a very funny guy. He was a very interesting person, played one of the most cringy but funny cringy characters in, in the show that we created. Um, but but underneath this, I think there was something very dark, um, very sad going on. And I think we really want to make it very clear to people. It kind of like falls into the bracket of, you know, that quote from Robin Williams, who said that he he does all these things to make sure people don't feel the way he feels. And that really resonates with me. I mean, I, I don't I'm lucky not to suffer from depression. Um, you know, I've had bouts of it, but I'm, I believe I'm clear of that now. Um, to the for the most part, but I think you know I understand that. I understand why people why he wants to make people laugh, and that's kind of like my prerogative in making people laugh is to allow them to feel that good moment and to enjoy that happy moment of laughing, which is why I like doing comedy. It's it, to me comedy allows me to to process the world, but also give people something to laugh about and to enjoy. If there was, um, if there was ever what... someone that I can appreciate like being a role model, it's uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, dude was guy. taken way too soon. Like he, I wish he was still making stuff nowadays. Uh, it wasn't even that long ago. It was like what, five years ago. No, uh, exactly. the premise. The premise of your show um, is is a very good premise. Uh, you know, having some sort mm. of like a dr drama comedy approach uh, to it because yeah. co comedy is one of the most healing coping mechanisms uh, human beings has. Mm -hmm. And uh, the premise sort of reminds me of uh, the Ricky Gervais show, uh, Afterlife, where yeah. uh, it, you have, it's li literally about, about a guy contemplating suicide, but, but deciding he's gonna, he's gonna take his revenge on the world uh, for, for how he's feeling after mm -hmm. his wife dies. So he just goes around being a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I one mean, approach to life. Yeah, right. And and it sounds super tragic. And until you go and it's gonna take his revenge, and I was like, oh no, what's he gonna do? Just by being a complete ass. <laughs> just... Yeah, I mean, um, we're very inspired. We're, we're actually the 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 pilot. We're we're lucky. We're working with a, a production company in Birmingham, um, yeah. and we're gonna be we're 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 still talking distributions and things. But one of the things we want to do is we want to get the community involved in the story uh, in terms of like, you know, t telling it with them along the way. And hopefully, hopefully we can get a little bit of help and a little bit of support from them. But but the uh, it's weird, because if you read the first episode, you wouldn't believe what I'm saying, like all the things that we've just written the first episode. And you wouldn't believe that that we're telling a story like that because it's so hidden under this yeah. deep layer of of shit that, that, that the main character <laughs> The main character is going through which you don't know about in in the first episode there's and and i won't tell you which main character because you won't really ex you might i mean you might do but you won't yeah, really expect don't don't character. give away too many spoilers my yeah, man. No, no spoilers also don't what you worry do you have a do you have a release uh, date or is this the pilot that you show to people then you might um, make it into a thing it's, it's a pilot that might well make it into something i don't know but we're 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 considering I think we're going to end up doing it through the internet. It'll either be through Amazon Prime or for, through um, through uh, you know uh, YouTube anyway. So I'll, I'll keep you guys updated as time goes on. I just want to. Yeah, it's, it's something that we're very heavily working on right now. So it's just really, really prominent in my mind. And also, it's like me and Jake's pretty much our, like the work of our our friendship. We've been working on this for not as long as we've known each other, but almost as long as we've known each other. So to like bring these characters to life in a way that people can actually watch it is nice. We made a, uh, we did make a, a comedy, um, we 
did a version of it a couple of years ago and it, it guest starred the um I don't know if anyone's seen Bad Education, which is a uh, British comedy show starring Jack Whitehall about oh, yeah. Joe, who is absolutely shit at his job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the guy who plays the bully in that, Grayson, uh, fantastic Jack Benz, uh, guest guest starred in the, the film version. And, you know, Jack Jack's fantastic guy. Uh, we had a good laugh with him. But um, when we were doing it, we, we we got it into Birmingham Film Festival last year. And we met um, a guy who whose uh, production studio is the one that we're using for when we make the actual TV program. But yeah, no, I'm really excited to really excited to share that with you guys when the time comes. I am um, I am very interested in this because like this is a, I, I don't want to go into too much detail. I tend to keep my life fairly private, but it's definitely a subject I can relate to. I think it's a subject a yeah. lot of people can probably relate to. And Miller actually posted something quite relevant in the chat there just now. Um, I feel like comedy is extremely helpful. I remember one of my teachers saying that we would be sad for most of the time and being happy is uncommon. I was like, no. And now I laugh like the Joker at random stuff. <laughs> so comedy is just something that it's our way of keeping ourselves happy. Keeping ourselves, In many ways, it kind of keeps us more grounded than being serious does because we can laugh at the ridiculousness of some situations and also look at serious things without like it emotionally like overwhelming us and uh we don't even technically know why human beings laugh it's such a weird mm. crazy phenomenon but we're so invested in actually making it happen allowing it to happen and creating stuff that can make people laugh and honestly the the in my opinion the secret to making anything good and like impactful to people is making them laugh if you can make them laugh you've already done 90 percent of the work yeah i mean Uh, on the topic of what we were talking about earlier that's that's uh, like one of the one of the many many things that shakespeare's shakespeare has introduced to uh popular entertainment is uh, you know the uh, com- comedic alleviation uh, in serious situations sometimes yeah. it's used too much but sometimes it's used for a great effect and oh absolutely it, marvel, it, it, sorry go ahead yeah no no Mar- marvel marvel is a is a very good example of that uh, comedic relief is the word and, there's, there's, uh, there's actually a name for that it's called bathos it's when you uh yeah. <laughs> try to take something serious and put a comedic element on top of it instead of putting taking something comedic and put a serious element on top of that uh and i think that's why guardians of the galaxy was so successful because it was a comedy with serious points whereas stuff like thor initially was trying to be super serious like i I shall kill the nonsense and then trying to add silliness on top of that and it didn't work and they, they really found their stride with the third one Oh yeah, that's that's the perfect example. That that was a comedy with serious yeah. moments. And uh, Maggie is a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy too. I think that movie is severely underrated. I think it's much better than the first one, it, just because of the topics and stuff it uh, it handles. So tell us, uh, Alan, when will you begin your contract with Marvel? <laughs> well, funny you say that. Uh, actually, <laughs> but but I I do actually have a a Marvel story. Oh, okay. Just so you guys know, this was not scripted. We don't have all this like written out and planned. I did not know that like there was going to be anything related to Marvel. 
These are don't, don't don't talk about it on stream, Alan. With these DMCA claims, it's only a matter of time before Disney comes in. Uh, don't oh start God. singing uh, and you'll be okay. Like if we start singing under the sea, we might get in trouble. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if you're even allowed to say that phrase. <laughs> Can you yeah. sing? Copyright strike. Uh, but no. Um, in terms of basically, I I know a guy who was a director. Uh, he's a really lovely person. I won't name him as such because I don't know if you'd want this story uh, about it's him. It's always safer not to in this business. It's Taika ta- ta- um, Waititi, isn't it? But he was lovely enough to let me. Um, shadow him at one point and i got to know him a little bit better and uh he's also my greatest critic but uh, but that's another story uh but he uh, basically went to marvel and he was gonna this is gonna narrow it down but he was gonna direct an episode of a certain netflix marvel show um Ooh. and so it could be anyone uh and basically he um he said that he went to speak to Marvel and he had this casual conversation with Marvel and everything was all good. And he was walking out and just as he was walking out, he like walked into a barrier or something. It sounded, it sounded so funny. Like just the idea that he's just had this really serious yeah. meeting. Like, like he literally just gets on a plane and goes to America to have this conversation. And after having this really deadly serious, probably really exciting conversation for his career, turns around and walks into a barrier. <laughs> Based on that, I'm like, going to guess it was James Gunn. Because um, that sounds like exactly the kind of stupid thing that uh, James Gunn would do. Marvel are quite an interesting company, in my opinion. The movie started off kind of formulaic. But I do feel like in the last couple of years, they're just like, fuck it. Let's just let's just throw everything at the wall and see if it sticks. Um, and they're getting in like these crazy directors from all over the place. So we joke about like you getting a Marvel contract, but with the kind of wild directions they're taking nowadays, it's, it's not entirely unheard of. James Gunn, the, the, the dude who did Scooby-Doo, making a Marvel movie, uh, Taiki Watiti. Was he a big deal shadows? before? Was no, he, he did big... what we do in the shadows. Say that again, Sip? He, he did a comedy show about a vampire, a werewolf, and a mummy, and a witch or, or something yeah. that Let... lived together in like a boarding house. Let's get that guy to make our freaking. Let's get that guy to make our freaking uh, uh, like lead franchise character, Tor. Yeah. But apparently he did an amazing and he did an amazing job. But I love Ragnarok. But, uh, really I love Ragnarok as well. Great film. It's an interesting Great business. Film. We we need to get a Marvel show soon. It's been a wh- quite a while since we did one of those. It's impacted them, in fact. It's impacted all entertainment companies. Man, this is the best segue ever. I need I need an <laughs> Emmy Award. Hey there, folks. Good job getting to the end of the show. Before you do anything, please do check out our guests for today's episode. You can find links to their stuff in the descriptions of wherever you're watching this. If you did enjoy the show, please do check us out on social media. You can find us under no word count pretty much everywhere. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on podcast apps and websites. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we will soon be on Patreon. So if you feel like you enjoy the content and would like to support us, that would be a legitimate way to do so soon. And you can also help us out with a subscription over on Twitch. That will help us improve the quality of the show in the future and continue to bring on engaging interesting guests and have worthwhile discussions thank you for tuning in take care of yourselves stay beautiful